You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. At some point, we will all experience pain, loss, heartache, and suffering. A broken relationship, financial troubles, health problems, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, or the loss of a dream. It can be difficult to know where to turn or how to process the wide range of emotions we experience during these dark times. Often, our culture tells us to hide these emotions away and sweep them under the rug. But God is big enough to hear our pain and care about our suffering. The Bible is full of examples of people who lament, who cry out to God for comfort and peace. The best example is the Book of Lamentations. It is a book that demonstrates the power of turning to God, laying out our complaints, and trusting God to show up in a time of need. In dark clouds, God offers deep mercy. One of my favorite memorials to go and visit is the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. It, you see all of these names on a series of walls, actually 58,279. You see people touching names of loved ones, people that they knew. You see all of these gifts at the wall from teddy bears to balloons to letters to flowers. Just, just all kinds of different gifts. And you see people taking pictures and you see people crying. And, and this is one of my favorite memorials because my dad served in Vietnam. And I think about there's probably some names of people that he served with that their name is on that wall. And then I think my dad's name could have been on that wall. And I'm so grateful for our men and women who have served our country, who gave up their life for us. You might not be aware of this, but when this wall was originally made, there was 14 names on this wall of soldiers who actually survived. One of them was a guy named Eugene Tony. He was a sergeant for the 101st Airborne Division. He was out in the jungles of West Who, and he ended up hitting a landmine, and he lost both of his legs. And he took this journey to the wall, and he ended up seeing his name there. And he said it was very, very scary. He, was like, he said it's like seeing your name uh, on a gravestone. But he said, I needed to come to this wall because I was on a journey of healing. Uh, healing emotionally and healing mentally, not just physically, but I, I just needed to, to, to grieve. I just needed to take this journey. We might say it was a journey of lament. We, we've been in a series on the book of Lamentations that we're going to be concluding today. We're going to be reflecting on Lamentations chapter 5. And we've called this series Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. Because there are times in our life that we have some dark times, some times of struggle. But at the same time, God provides us deep mercy even in the hardest times of our life. And Lamentations is a memorial to the destruction of Jerusalem. The temple is a mess. The city's a mess. It, it's just a really uh, dark uh, 
uh, time uh, for the nation of Israel. Now, when I say lament, and Lamentations goes through, uh, it, it's basically a lament uh, to the destruction of Jerusalem. But when I say lament, I believe it's the prayer language of the gaps. It, it's, between, uh, it's between suffering and hope. And as a church, we want to give you permission to lament. We want to give you a voice for your lament. Now, when I say lament, I think there's four different elements, and you may have heard us say this before, but there's four different elements, four words that I want you to remember. First of all, I want you to remember the word turn. We turn to God in the midst of our pain and our suffering. Secondly, we complain. Yes, I said it, complain. We, we tell God how we feel. Our frustration, our sadness, our anger, we tell Him what's going on. We have a big God, and, and we want you to voice all of those things going on in your life. Thirdly, we ask. We ask God the hard questions like, God, how long is this going to last? God, how am I going to keep on going? God, why is this happening? Again, we have a big God, and He can handle that. And then fourthly, we trust. That's where lament ends up. It leads us to trust God, even when we don't understand. Now, there will be days that we trust and then days that we'll complain and days that, uh, that we'll ask. But ultimately, lament leads us to, to trusting God. Now, when we look at Lamentations chapter 5, and we'll, we'll see that it doesn't end on a happy note. The, the city is still uh, in ruins. Uh, but when I read this book, I respect it because sometimes our life, it's messy. And sometimes it doesn't end up the way that we want it to end up. And so I love that the book is a real book uh, because that's how life is sometimes. Now, despite it not ending on a positive note, we do see three encouraging prayers, three prayers that I think is part of lament. The first one we'll see in verse 1, it's remember, O Lord. That's part of the prayer. Remember, O Lord. Lamentations 5.1 says, Lord, remember what has happened to us. See how we have been disgraced. Now, when he says, remember, the author says, remember, most likely it's Jeremiah. It's not like God has forgotten what has happened. We have a God that remembers everything. But what, what uh, Jeremiah is actually requesting is that God remembers his covenant promises. And you actually see that word remember several times in Scripture. And so most people, when they're writing that remember, and they're saying, remember your covenant promises. Remember the promises that you made to us as a nation. Why, why do they ask God to remember the promises? They want God to act upon these promises. The author is saying, we know that, that you are a faithful God that keeps his covenant promises. And, and look what has happened to us. God, we, we want you to keep those promises. Would you please do that? I think the author may be referring back to, uh, to, an, to an important promise that was made to David in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And you can read, read all of these verses in more detail. It's chapter, or verses 13 to 18, but I just want to read verse, um, verse 16 to you. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time. Your throne will be secure forever. God said that the throne, the kingdom, would be there forever. And, and, and Jeremiah was like, well, look right now. The temple's a mess. The city's a mess. God's people are a mess. And God, please, please 
Show us mercy. Please work. And please show us your grace. He's asking for help. And, and that's what we see this first prayer. Remember, God. Remember to, to act. Remember to, to show us mercy. And, and as we continue to, to read verses 2 to 18, we, we kind of see that complaint uh, part. We actually see a, a replaying of sorrow. He describes how survival is so hard that the people feel abandoned. They feel like orphans. They're bearing the consequences of sin of, of their ancestors. Women are violated. They're oppressed. There's hunger. The glory of Israel has vanished. There's hopelessness. There's wild animals in the street. If you look at verse 15, it says, Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. Just a very sad time. You look at verse 17. Our hearts are sick and weary. Our eyes are, grow dim with tears. And Jeremiah is replaying the nation's pain. And replaying pain can have a purpose. It's healthy to let the pain out in our lives. And I would encourage you to find someone that you can replay the pain, what you're going through. I want us to be a church that you can come to me as a minister, to our staff, to our, to our leadership. We want to listen to you. We want to sit with you as you're replaying your pain because we care and we love you. Now, lament just doesn't end with replaying the pain. It reminds us of God's promises. And the second prayer is in, found in Lamentations 5.19. Lord, you reign forever. But the Lord remains the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. Despite him replaying the pain and everything that's going on, he puts his trust in God. And he's like, God, I know that you're still working. And I think that's a prayer that you can have right now. Even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of a job loss, even in the midst of maybe a terrible situation you're going through, God, I know you're still working. I know you're still there. Yes, I have questions. Yes, I'm complaining at times, but I trust you. We see that second powerful prayer in the midst of this. And then the third prayer we see is restore us uh, to yourself, O God. Lamentations 5, 21 and 22. Restore us, O Lord. Bring us back uh, to you again. Give us back the joys that we once had. Lord, make us happy again. Restore this city. Restore everything that's going on. And I think that's a prayer that we have. Lord, bring back happiness in my life. Bring back joy. And then if you look at the very last verse that I mentioned earlier. Oh, have you utterly rejected us? Are you angry with us still? He has questions. The author has questions like, God, are, are, you, are you so angry? Have you forgotten about us? Have you rejected us? And I think that's sometimes how we feel. We, we feel like we're like this is never going to end. But you know the thing that I love again about Lamentations is it's real. It, it shows the pain. And Lamentations is just part of the story. It, it's just a chapter in the story. Because if we keep on going and we look at the whole story of the Bible, we know that there's a time that's coming that there will be a, a king that comes. And that king is God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. And actually, we're celebrating his death and his resurrection next week. 
and he brings us hope in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our sorrow. He came to this life or came into this world. He was fully human. He knows what you're going through. And yes, it's tough. But he's here to encourage you. He's here to give you hope. And after he resurrected and he went back to heaven, he left his spirit and His Spirit is called our Counselor, it's called our Guide, and His Spirit is here for you even in the most darkest times. And so I want to encourage you to lament. I want to encourage you to continue to have trust and hope even when you don't understand. Now each week we give you some next steps, and we want to give you something to kind of take home to think about, and we've been encouraging you to journal this month. And so I want you to journal this week how you have seen God's grace in the midst of your pain. How have you seen God working? How have you seen His grace in the midst of everything that you're going through? Secondly, who is someone that that you can listen to as they replay their pain? Who's someone that's suffering in your life that you can listen to, that you can sit with and just let them replay uh, some of the painful things that they're going through? And then thirdly, Make a memorial as a lament. One of the most painful experiences in our life, in me and my wife's life, was the death of her father. And something that I got her was just a little heart, and and engraved on it, always in my heart, and on the back of it, it has dad. And it has these dates, and they may not mean a whole lot to you, but 9-4-32, that's when her dad was born. And then his death date was 3-13-08. And, and for my wife, this is very special because it reminds her of her dad. Like, Dad, I'm still thinking about you. You're still with us. I don't know what your memorial will, be, uh, will look like, but for some of you, you need to make a memorial. You, make, you need to make something that helps you mourn. You know, each week we have a time of communion. And there's a famous painting of the Vietnam War that, that depicts a young widow and her daughter. And they're standing at the wall and they're reaching up uh, to this name. And, and what's so beautiful uh, about this is that the reflection in this polished granite is not of the mother and the daughter that you would normally see. But in actuality, you end up seeing a husband and father reaching out his hand back to his wife and his daughter. And when I look at communion, when I look at the Lord's Supper, we arrive at this table and and we reach out our hands to God. We want to commune with Him. We want to spend time with Him. We we just want to be with Him. And... And we take the, the bread and we take the juice and it's our way of remembering Him. But what we may not realize is in the same way, Jesus is reaching out to us and He's touching our life. W- would you take the next few moments and, and just reflect on how Jesus loves you? That, that He's not a God that's far away, but He's walking with us in lament. He's walking with us through the pain. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for coming into this messy world and knowing what sorrow, knowing what pain, knowing what temptation looks like. Thank you for uh, dying on the cross for our sins. And thank you for giving us an opportunity to think about you during this time. In your precious holy name.
Amen.